Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It's Meg, of course. If you're a new listener, I'm so glad that you're here. If you're a real OG, thanks for listening. Um, As always, we are going to start this episode with a shout out to my listener of the week. So every week, um, I go and check my reviews and my ratings, and I read the reviews, and then I give a shout out to someone who took the time to leave me a review. So I absolutely love reading them. Please know that I do read them. And then whoever I shout out at the beginning of the episode every week. They email me and I get to send them a little bit of happy mail to let them know that I love you and I totally appreciate you being here. So <clears throat> let's go ahead. I have LSV726 and it says, I've been following Meg on Instagram for a while now and I'm so excited to see how human she is. Not only did I get a chance to see what kind of professional she is in her trade, but she's also not afraid to share how human she is like the rest of us. Every episode is an insight into emotions I felt but couldn't put into words or maybe didn't even recognize. She's a great inspiration and reminder that it's okay to be down one day because it's just one day and it's okay to not fit the norm because you're still a wonderful human being. Meg, you're amazing and I will continue to follow your podcast because you speak to my soul. Bless your heart. I am giving you a giant hug. That's an amazing review. Thank you so much. So if this is you and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me, here's your next step. You're going to email me at megslope, S-L-O-P-E, at gmail.com and let me know that you're the listener of the week. Send me your mailing address so I can send you a little bit of happy mail. And if you're listening and you want to be the listener of the week, this is your chance. Don't forget to go leave a review or a rating on my podcast. Let me know what you want to hear and what you love. um, And you could be my next listener of the week. Isn't that exciting? Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week. Um, It's something that I haven't quite discussed before, um, but I've gotten questions about it. And (laughs) I honestly didn't feel like I was doing a good job of this. However, apparently you think I'm doing a decent job. So I'm going to share what I do. So I am a coach. I do work for a company um, that does online health and fitness kind of things. And I help people put themselves first. So many of you have asked, how am I not being like spammy or salesy in my stories? And that's kind of what we're going to dig into today. And I know that that may not like this can apply to other things besides like beach body coaching or anything else. So this is like your young living people. This is your doTERRA people. This is, you know, um, Roden and Fields and Mary Kay and all of those. I mean, even teachers pay teachers could probably take something away from this and not be salesy. Um, and it's all about doing stuff a little bit different than the status quo, which is kind of what I love to do. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode about how to not be salesy. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Just Meg, the unique podcast created to discuss anything and everything while remaining completely real, raw, and totally uncut. I'm your host, Meg, and it's time for us to get started with another episode. Okay, so this is a kind of uh, a different topic than I've ever really kind of talked about, but, uh, you know, it is something that I do. It is something that I've worked really hard on. And honestly, to have someone, multiple people actually reach out and be like, hey, can you tell me how you're not being overly spammy with your audience or, you know, how you're not being overly salesy? And the thing is, what you have, before I even jump into, the mentality and the overall feeling that goes behind it, 
you have to realize that I probably, I don't know if anybody has followed me for a long time, I probably did become really salesy and spammy when I first started doing Teachers Pay Teachers Resources. I would do what everybody else did because I didn't know any better. Um, And what I've learned, and I've been, I've been doing this um, (laughs) since, I think I opened my Teachers Pay Teachers store in 2014, 2013. Um, So I've been selling things online or digitally for a very long time. And even though right now it's not necessarily Teachers Pay Teachers, it's in a different space and it's a different program and everything else. And I don't necessarily have to create the item or the, the actual product that people get, I do have to create content and I do have to connect with people. Um, and that never goes away. <clears throat> and I think that's really important. So when you make the decision to, you know, jump into, a, a, you know, Young Living or Rodenfields or like whatever kind of company that you're doing or, or interested in, I think you need to keep in mind that you must really, really align with what they are selling and what they are producing. If you don't believe in that company and what they are offering other people, it's going to be so hard. Sorry. It's going to be so hard. I got really caught up in my words on that one. It's going to be so hard for you to help others realize the amazingness and you're going to come across very spammy and salesy because you don't know any better. The other thing before I even jump into this is you can't think about this as um, a get rich quick kind of thing because nothing, there is nothing worthwhile that works that way. There is nothing you can do that is going to get you a hundred dollars right now or a millionaire in five days or whatever. Like that doesn't happen. Those people that earn solid incomes have worked their tails off and they're very good at their trade, but you cannot duplicate and copy exactly what they do because what works for them may not work for you. So now that I've taken a few minutes to kind of get that all out on the table, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background and I'm going to kind of explain to you my thought process on how I share with my audience and the things that I've had to um, really keep in mind. I didn't write any notes down, so I'm totally winging this. (laughs) So if it sounds weird, that might be why. Or maybe this is going to sound even better than my other episodes because I don't have notes to follow and you're also going to have to ignore um, my dog pawing at my office door. So real life unedited podcast. Here we go. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, um, I am a beach body coach and I know a lot of people are like, well, you're not really a coach. Okay. Well, that's, that's like what they call it within the system. <clears throat> so I don't know what else you want me to call it. That is the terminology that is used within the program and within the system and within the company. So in those, like, I'm not, you know, in that sense, I am a beach body coach, which means my job is to connect, share and help other people put themselves first, whether it's nutrition, whether it's working out or whatever, and it's all at home workouts. However, some people do take us, us by like our workouts to the gym on like an iPad or an iPhone or something like that, just because they like going to the gym or they have access to weights and stuff like that. And they just don't have that at home, but they like having a workout that tells them what to do. And this is not everyone's cup of tea. And I think that's super important to keep in mind. Your, whatever you're selling may not be what's, what someone needs. And I think that a lot of people come from a place of, 
you know, I'm going to talk someone into buying this for a quick buck. And that's definitely not my mentality um, because I would much rather make a connection with someone and have it not work for them and then have another friend to, <laughs> to connect to rather than like, oh, you got me like five bucks. Congratulations. I don't care from here on out. Um, so my mentality towards helping people is truly like, honestly, like I did not get into this to make money. I did not get into this to, um, you know, like become a millionaire in five days or whatever. Like that's not even attainable. Um, the reason I decided to kind of step away from teachers, pay teachers and into, in, into another marketing thing, <laughs> into Beachbody, um, was strictly for myself in a very selfish way. I realized that, being consumed by the creation of resources and constantly updating and trying to keep everyone happy in the teacher realm um, was burning me out. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I won't go too deep into it, but I was really not in a great mental space. I was absolutely hating my life. I was not enjoying um, teaching, I didn't, cause I had been surrounded by it so much. I did the blogging, I did the Pinterest, I did the YouTube, I did, you know, the creation of resources. I tried to figure out whatever teacher trend everybody was doing and that's what I was going to hit next. And how could I make the next, you know, sale or whatever. And what it came down to is I was just keeping a lot of other people happy or trying to, and I really wasn't doing a good job of it to begin with. And I had lost sight of why I started teaching and my, my health, like my physical health was so, so bad. Um, my joints were achy. I had gained a ton of weight since my first year of teaching, which I think we can all, you know, attribute to like stress eating or emotional eating, which are normal habits I've learned. Um, and on top of that, I never had a really healthy relationship with my body. I never enjoyed it. So not to go any deeper, but I, I had thought about Beachbody and I'd been approached, you know, like many of us get those, those wonderful messages in our inbox, um, which is not something that I do, which we'll get to in your minute. But um, I looked at Beachbody as I was uncomfortable going to the gym. I was not, I was stubborn in the fact that I was not going to show up unless someone really made me. And I <laughs> wasn't going to do this without having a hard accountability, which is where my audience kind of came in. I knew that I had built an audience and a community that if I said I was going to do something, at least five, if not more people would message me and ask if I did it that day. Not out of like hate, not of like anything else, but just natural curiosity that would then hold me accountable. So instead of just doing the workouts, I actually took the step to be a coach because if I was just counting on myself to show up, I wasn't going to be successful. But if I was going to take the time to show up for other people and lead other people and I had other people counting on me, I could at least show up for them. Because at this point, my mentality was I wasn't worth showing up for, but I had no problem showing up for other people. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like you putting yourself on the back burner? Yep, that's where my mentality started too. Um, so, and, and the perk of it all was every, you know, like every person that I helped, I did get a commission, which was super exciting. Like, okay, cool. Like I am getting paid to, you know, share my journey, be vulnerable, take, like, make sure that I'm eating healthy or putting more healthful foods into my diet. 
Um, I'm moving my body and I'm helping other people take that step to do that too, which is actually kind of cool. Um, so for the first time, my income was a direct reflection of people that I was impacting. See, on Teachers Pay Teachers, I never know how many students I'm impacting. I never know, you know, <clears throat> how exactly my resource is being used. But with this, I knew that someone was going to do workouts that I was doing. And we were all in the same realm, kind of. Same journey, same or similar goals, I guess, not same goals. But anyways, so that's kind of why I jumped into this. And what I had to be really careful of is I quickly found out that the <laughs> the teaching online community was not there were there were very, very um bold opinions about beach body coaches. And I think that that comes from, and this is just my opinion, but I think that that comes from, you know, a lot of people have left the classroom and there are many people out there that think that that's wrong. So a lot of people have left the classroom and become um, coaches full time and people think that that's wrong. Okay, cool. That to each their own. Um, a lot of people have sent or been approached in a very harsh manner with with messages that are very demeaning and very disgusting, um, which has completely turned them off to the program to start with, totally understand. Um, on another page, there's a whole, you know, um, it is part of diet culture historically. It does promote weight loss and other things like that. Um, and so these were all things that I had to kind of take into consideration when I was looking at reaching out to people. Um, and I had to keep in mind that I wasn't going to make everyone happy. So when I made my brand change and and people knew that I was doing this Beachbody thing, I had a lot of people like immediately up in my DMs like, I can't believe you're leaving the classroom. And I was like, I uh, no, I've not like, I don't know what you think I'm doing. I don't like, I guess you're giving me more credit than I deserve to think that I've made that much money to be like, yeah, peace out teaching. I'm not going to need a full time paycheck or anything. I'm just going to depend on this. Like that's like it takes time to build something like that. And I don't think people understand that. Like it's not, it's not like I got a thousand dollars for signing up or something. Like there's no way, there's absolutely no way it's feasible for me to live on that kind of income. Like that's, it's just, there's no way. And I think that a lot of people just assume that because they've seen it before, then that must be what I'm doing, which is not the case at all. Um, but these are all things that I had to take into consideration when working with my audience. So, um, with that being said, I want to take a, like a mini break because that's a lot to like understand. And I want you to take a minute also during this, the sponsor, um, little commercial thing that we have. And I want you to think about like your audience and are you running into these things? Um, have you seen people push back in different ways? And then in the second half, I'm going to explain to you how we can kind of take that and how we can and how I, I guess you can probably apply or think about things the way I have. Um, but it's going to take a lot of reflection. So if your story sounds similar to mine, or you've experienced some pushback in one way or another, it's definitely good things to keep in mind of. And then, um, after this little this little commercial, I'll come back and tell you what I did um, to kind of, you know, soften the blow of me doing this and sharing this with other people. And hopefully it will help you understand like how to not be spammy or salesy to your audience and um, point you in the correct direction. Okay, so now that I've explained to you all of the things that I saw that were already, you know, people assuming and people thinking about what I was doing, I had to then when I would approach people or when I would share my journey, I had to make sure that I was being very transparent 
and that I was being completely honest. And so what I did, honestly, is what I sat down and I looked at other people's accounts that were doing something similar to me. And I was like, what are they doing that I naturally react to in a positive way? Like I have good emotions towards and what are they doing that like makes me want to skip through their stories? And so, or, you know, like whatever their posts or whatever I'm looking at. Um, And what it came down to is I really was appreciating people that were being completely honest and transparent, although I knew that there were some things that they weren't completely being forthright with. Um, And that doesn't go with me. That doesn't go with who I am as a person and who I am as a person is also my brand. So I wanted to be very honest with people. And I think people are tired of being lied to like, oh, well, then you get this. And then and then like the upsell kind of like, I don't think people want that. So I kind of cut it down to here's what I'm doing you can join me. Yes, it costs money. It's actually way cheaper than a gym membership to get all of the things that you have access to, which is actually like, I've actually done research on that. Like I don't just trust people. Like when this is a pitch line, I go, (laughs) I go look up the facts. Like I'm not someone who's just going to like throw stuff out there and be like, yeah, I hope this works. I don't know if it's real or not, but sure. Um, so I'm definitely looking up the information and, and the more that I dug into it, the more that I realized that I just wanted to be like, even the natural, honest facts were the greatest thing that I could share with people. And the the bare minimum, I just wanted to be transparent as possible. Yes, you can join me. Look, I am not like a skinny person to begin with. Like, here is my body. Here is my, you know, my story. I jiggle when I jump. I jiggle when I run around. My pants roll down. Like, all of these things happen. I absolutely hate cardio. Um, I was just very honest and forthright with the information. And then, as unfortunately, as I got more hate and more nasty DMs, I kind of stopped sharing. But I'm kind of over that. So here are my tips to not be salesy. If this is something that you thoroughly believe in, it's kind of like going to, you know, like in a really great restaurant. Okay. So, or a really great clothing store and you go to this restaurant or this clothing store and you have amazing customer service. You have clothes that actually fit you and the customer service is amazing and the people are amazing and the price is amazing or vice versa. Like the restaurant, you have amazing food. The waiter is amazing. The service is amazing. The price is perfect. You would naturally go tell your best friends or people that you're connected with like, oh my gosh, you should go check this out. Like we naturally want to let people know when we found good service or good, you know, products and things like that. We naturally want to share that with people closest to us or even online. So the first point of not being salesy is if you don't firmly believe in or find value in what you are selling or offering people, then it's going to be very hard to not come across salesy because if you love it and you are passionate about it and you truly, truly believe in it, you sharing, it'll people will be able to tell the <laughs> the amount of love and seriousness and truthfulness that is behind you sharing this with them. I don't think people will feel very like sold to on the other end if you aren't, you know, if you're truly coming from a place of like, this has worked so well for me. I would love for you to try it. It may or may not work for you. Um, but I want you to look into this if this is something that you're interested in. Um, and that's been my number one thing that I've stuck to. And I've, I've, if you've watched my stories, like I try to keep it honest, like 
I know a lot of people are like, oh, I have 10 spots. And like, the thing is like my goal each month is to help 10 people. I would love to be able to connect with and help 10 more people each month. That's a personal goal for myself. You have the opportunity to join me every month, but sometimes it doesn't work for paychecks. Sometimes it doesn't work for budget planning. Sometimes it doesn't work for people, you know, just because like they're getting married or someone died or like life happens to other people on the other side. And I don't think that you trying to sell them something when they're experiencing life in general um, and just to make a sale is going to be beneficial for either one of you. I think you really have to make a conscious effort to understand the other person on the other side of the phone or the message or the post and realize that it's not going to work for everybody, but you enjoying it and being passionate about it and wanting to share it with people should be enough. And I think that that like bottom line, I think that that is what a lot of people forget. Many people get caught up in the, um, oh, I'm going to level up or I'm going to make more money or I have to hit this goal or I have to hit this deadline. And when you're working on something that you need to sell to other people, just because you know it's great doesn't mean that they know it's great. Like you're going to have to share it. You're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to be honest. Um, You're, you know, like you're going to have to put it out there multiple times. Like I don't, I don't even remember what the statistic is, but somebody, like they, somebody, they have to see something X amount of times before they even consider purchasing it. I mean, like, think about this. Okay. So let's put this on you. We all know, and we have experienced the Facebook or the Amazon ads that like either you talked about something and your phone picked it up or like the weird, like, oh my gosh, they're listening to us. How did this show up on my feed? Like, right. Like you should be like raising your hand. Like this has totally happened to me. I talked about something once and then it showed up as like an ad on something. Okay. So this has happened to all of us. However, (laughs) many of us will not click on that ad the first time unless we desperately need something. It's going to take us like 57 million times. Like that's not the real stat, but like, it's going to take us time to decide if we're even going to entertain the idea of learning more about it because we just don't have time to like purchase something. Like we, we take our money very, especially as teachers, we take our money and our budgeting very seriously. However, if there's a sale on flare pens, we're all about it and we don't even care about our budget anymore. We completely throw it out the window (laughs) or post-it notes or sticky notes, like any of any of those things, like we are done. But when it comes to anything that would invest in ourselves, we're very cautious, whether it's like good clothes or pants that fit or nutritional items or, you know, like whatever, like we would much rather eat ramen for an entire week and have new flare pens than go buy a pair of new pants that fit and, you know, eat like a vegetable a week (laughs) or something. Maybe that's just me. But people have these different mindsets and their mindset may not be where yours is. And you have to keep in mind that if you're going to share this, you're going to have to show up and consistently share. You're not going to be able to talk. Well, I mean, you can talk people into a sale, but like, is that really what you want to do? Or do you want to make a connection with someone and offer them, you know, a chance to make themselves better? Or do you really just want to sell them something for the quick buck? Um, and, and one of the things that I realized is that with the cold messaging that a lot of people were experiencing, like I personally, 
I didn't join doing home workouts because I had so many cold messages before even becoming a coach. And some of them were so abrasive. They would talk about my weight. They would talk about how like I had ta- I have, had even mentioned eating a salad and I would have five DMs about, let me help you with your nutrition. And I was like, I didn't ask. Like That's not what I wanted. So I personally as a coach and anyone that is directly under me on my team, not under me, but works with me on my on my coaching side of things, we do not cold message people because it's never felt good to any of us. And honestly, like psychologically, it does so much damage to people. You're assuming things just by looking at pictures and images of other people and you can't you can't pass that judgment and make that assumption. And it's a really sick thing that our society like continually does. We make judgments based on people's body types all of the time and especially comments. Like it's just something that society has done and it's so gross and it's just a societal norm that needs to go away, but we haven't gotten there. That's a whole nother episode. But anyways, you need, like, I don't, I don't cold message anybody. I, I wait for people to come to me. I offer polls. I offer ways for you to interact. You can send me messages. But the thing is, like, I can't force someone to want to do this. And I think that that's something that we all have to keep in mind. You're not going to force anyone to make the purchase or join you or whatever until they feel ready. All you can do is build a relationship And that's all you can do. And if you're building a relationship to make a sale, like that's a fake relationship. Like you need to build relationship with people, whether they're going to buy your stuff or not, because that goes towards your brand. That goes to you as a person. They may not want to join you, but they may enjoy you sharing, you know, X, Y, Z. They may enjoy watching your journey, but that doesn't mean that they want to join you. You can't make that assumption. And I think that that's where a lot of people get caught up. And I think a lot of people get shut off and rubbed the wrong way. And we have to do a better, um, you know, we have to make a better effort to not make those people shy away from these amazing things, because there are many, many different amazing resources that people have um, to offer, but people immediately are so shut off because, you know, you have so many different companies that people are a part of and like affiliate marketing. And I mean, like people are so shut off from it, but what you don't realize is that the person on the other end that has decided to become part of this company that really wants to share this with you, they have the best of intentions most of the time, but they really just want to share what they've learned. And in coming from me personally, I know that not everyone wants to work out at home. I know that that's not comfortable, but what I've done is try to be as transparent as possible with my own journey. Um, I truly believe in the workouts I love, I love learning about nutrition and how I can take better care of myself. And honestly, this school year I can say has gone so much better for me um, physically and mentally. Like I am just in a better space. And I, I had people for years telling me, including my mother, <laughs> telling me, you know, if you would just work out, you would feel so much better. But it stressed me out. It made me feel like I had yet another thing to do. So I finally had to decide for myself that this was something that I needed to do. And I removed the excuse of, oh, I didn't make it to the gym. Instead, it was, okay, all I have to do is walk to my basement and push play on my iPad. Like, there's no reason. There's no excuse that I can't get this in today. Um, And that's definitely helped me in more ways than one. And so I think that when it comes to you know, boiling it all down. If you truly are passionate about what you're doing and what you're sharing with people, that will come across 
as you share it. I think you need definitely to keep in mind through your own reflection, like what what makes you want to join somebody and what turns you off completely to wanting to join someone. And then finally, just realize that this is whatever you're doing is not going to work for everybody. If it worked for everybody, then we wouldn't have this company that was working on connecting with other people and providing it. Like everybody would already be signed up and doing it, which is not the case. This is not every, it's not going to work for everybody, but you will find your people and you will find the people that want to join you because of you. Just everybody's going to sell the same product, but what it comes down to is people are going to want to join you because of who you are and your personality and what you've shared, and they make some kind of personal connection with you, which brings me back to if you're not making relationships and you're not having conversations with people without being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a sale, you're not, you're not going to move forward anywhere, whether it's in a friendship or a business sense. Like if you're not keeping these things in the back of your mind or making genuine connections with people, it's not going to be successful because all of these companies are about networking and networking involves people and honest relationships. And if you're not going to build those, then you're not going to be successful and you're going to experience a lot of frustration. So there you go. There you have it. Don't spam your audience. It's not, and you can't be offended. (laughs) It's going to rub people the wrong way for sure. Um, but I hope you learned something. Don't forget to go like my podcast, leave a review. You can be my next listener of the week. I hope that you had some great takeaways from this episode. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but these are the things that I've learned so far. Maybe like five years down the road, I'll have more information. But right now, that's what I got for you folks. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. Let me know if you need anything else. I'm always happy to do episodes that you want to hear about the most. Um, and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great week. Bye.